0: Customs and classic cars and trucks. Street
1: Rod and Custom Radio is your inside track to today's automotive hobby. Now, here's your host, Dan Boots
2: Longinette. We're back again. Another lovely week. And it's summertime. And it's June. You believe that, baking And it's car season time. It's car season. Especially where we live. So you folks in the south of the U.S. and the west of the U.S. and on the facey-wasey internet. Wherever he could be listening to us in Australia, I guess. We Anywhere. Have some, we got some likes all over the world. You know that on our mm-hmm. website? On our Facebook?
3: Well, why wouldn't they? I mean, seriously. Man,
2: we're real. We're real. Unfiltered. Love cars.
3: You are definitely unfiltered.
2: Yeah, my house, like I always said, if the house caught on fire when I was married, I'd get the daughter up as I ran by her bedroom. I'd get the dog on the way get the 57 out and go outside the bedroom master room and yell up to the ex-wife and go please honey get up you're gonna be in a fire
3: well i mean i'm sure you're not the only one that would feel that way about yeah. an ex-wife
2: so or an ex-husband for the women listening all right now he got for me today? I gotta
3: I got to take over here for a second.
2: Uh-oh. Uh, you going to tell me who we got on the show today? Well, yeah. You I'll tell you there? who. Right, you I'll, do I'll that. tell you
3: who. We've got Jason Buckles, our buddy from uh, Bolt, coming up later That's on in the cool. show. That's cool. Right. You know, he can lock anything with one key. I got, on I've got his Car trailer, all... or whatever.
2: I think I own 10 of those locks. Good news.
3: And then we've got kind of a cool guest coming up next. Uh, his name's Randy Lipscomb, and he's the head of the Akron Racing Legends. And they've got an event coming up here on uh, Father's Day where they're honoring some people. And uh, talking about drag racing on an airport strip, which that doesn't even seem fathomable nowadays.
2: Well, because people are idiots nowadays, not us old timers. The young guys, if you gave it to young guys with a bunch of the rice burners, and as much as I'm trying to embrace these young men and women, they got back like fools. They leave 40-ounce beer cans laying around in and trash. And they just It's upbringing. You know, I, when I was 16 years old, I took my dad's F-150 and drove through a fence on purpose. Because there was an old cabins my grandpa built, this old lake thing. They, the lake had dried up, dried up, money moved on, whatever. And my mom and dad, the urban legend was these cabins were down over in this ravine where the lake once was. So me and two of my buddies, we go crash through the fence and we go down and we find the cabins. I actually found old canceled checks from my grandpa's Sinclair station.
3: No kidding. Yeah.
2: I can't find Are they find still
3: them. there today? They're the pretty
2: gone. This was bad. This was 32 years ago.
3: So they're pretty, like, just they're, yeah. they're there, just to the They were shells up. then.
2: There was, like, yeah. the, the clubhouse was all. It's, it's like a ghost town. It's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. There so there was
3: no other way to the cabins except no, through the fence?
2: When they strip mined all that coal, there was only one way through this farmer's land, which I didn't know he had horses. So we come back through, and there's this old horse. And my buddy goes, That's not a real horse. That's a wild horse. No one owns that thing. So we chased it with my dad's truck.
3: There's just horses running around in your town that nobody. Well, on the
2: country, we thought my buddy was playing a trick on me. It's uh, how dumb and naive I was. So I was a, just I was a suburb boy. I wasn't the true country kid. So anyway, this guy comes up in his Dodge truck, chases us down. So I jump out like little bad butt. I even whoop him. You know, I go back and he puts a two, two double barrel shotgun right in my face. He said, "Boy, you better go back and fix that fence. I know your daddy too, and I'm calling him." I was like, sir, I don't have anything to fix it with. Come with me. He took me and my three buddies back to his house <laughs> at gunpoint.
4: Okay? Gave she us hammer with that Hammer and
2: nails. And we nailed that guy's fence up. I pulled in the driveway and my dad I'm not going to tell you what my dad did to me. The t- 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 double barrel 12 gauge was nothing compared to what the old man did to me.
3: Probably involved a belt and some fists, maybe. No, he just dropped me. I was 16.
2: He's like, done. And then my other two buddies were with me. Their dad whooped them, too. But guess what? There was no TV boom truck out there. Guess what I never, ever, 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 ever did again? Go through a fence and chase somebody's horse. Could you imagine if... Yeah, if- I was kidnapped. <laughs>
3: Can you imagine if some high school kid drove through your fence and you went out there and met him with
2: a double-barrel
3: yeah. shotgun? It would be, you'd
2: be in jail so it fast. It would make national news. Oh, my god! It would be insane. But here's the moral of the story. The gun wasn't loaded come to find final. He lo- he owned the IGA, which is like a food It Doesn't line. matter. But he knew my parents. He knew who I was. He knew my dad's truck. There was a, we had 5,000 people in our hometown. My dad ran the steel mill, so he was very well-known. So my dad, make matters worse, the next morning, he made me get in a truck. We drove back out there. We tore the fence back apart again and rebuilt it right. So we just rigged it up to, so the horse wouldn't get out. We had like eight horses, but we were chasing the one. But the moral of the story is it's okay to raise your kids. You shouldn't beat them up. You hold a gun to them. I guess that's a little out of whack, but we're going back to 1984. But you're right nowadays. But But that's the thing. The kids... Nowadays, exactly the the media would stick up for him, and unfortunately, you know. But but the moral of the story is, racing on airports was once a big thing in this country, and it's what, where drag racing was all the birth of drag racing, you might say.
3: Not so much anymore,
0: though.
2: Yeah, and
3: anyway. now I mean that was a great story, and now you took up the whole first segment, so I'm gonna have to wait for what I was gonna ask you till the <laughs> end of this. We'll
2: save it after we interview these legends. We're about yeah. to. End.
3: I I'm ready. Like I'm all right. excited. Now. All right, I wanna doc. Hear We're this. gonna
2: call you a doctor. I wanna hear your story. I end.
3: wanna hear this. Okay. I'm like I am asking you, I wanna know.
2: So. All right, all right, good. Alright. We'll be right back after this. You're tuned in the street rod and custom radio with your host Danny Boots Longe and Ryan Baker in a fishing.
0: Not all projects offer enough space to swing a hammer. Now you can drive a nail in tight spaces with the Craftsman C3 19.2-volt Hammerhead Auto Hammer with an adjustable head that pivots zero, 45, and 80 degrees. You can work on projects in tight corners or overhead with ease. Plus, two built-in LED lights and a convenient magnetic sleeve that helps position the nail will make your next project a breeze. Craftsman, made to make. Available at Craftsman.com, Sears.com, and Sears Hardware Stores.
2: Welcome back to Street Rod and Custom Radio. I have a special guest, and I love talking to old school guys. And I don't mean anything disrespectful when I say old school. But Randy Lipscomb, and Randy is a legend guy in, in the drag racing car show world. He's based at Akron, Ohio. And uh, we have a special event coming up on Father's Day, June 19th, at the Akron Fulton Airport. And Randy, thank you for stopping by the show on the phone. And, uh, and just explain to me... For, especially for the younger listeners, I don't think they realized how important airports were for the birth of drag racing here in the U.S. of A.
1: Oh, you know, well, first off, drag racing was, was kind of, they, they owned it in, in Southern California, and then it moved into the Great Plains and so forth. And, and there wasn't, other than uh, on the street, there wasn't a whole lot for us to do east of the Mississippi, other than break the law.
4: <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> So we had a group of young of young men, they it was a it was a car club called the Cam Jammers. They went to a fellow named Odie Smith that had a speed shop in Akron, he's older and they said, Odie, we wanna we wanna race legally can you help us help us along? And he went to the guy that managed the Akron municipal airport called his name was Shorty Fulton. And that airport is named after him, Fulton Airport. Right,
2: Shorty wasn't six ten. He was actually short. Or?
1: <laughs> he was a little guy. Okay, All right. you and, never know and, about and, that, that nickname. But Shorty was always interested in making money. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he saw an opportunity. He, they they raced on on a little narrow road that actually runs right in front of the world renowned All American Soapbox Derby here in Akron. Okay, the little two lane road. With gravel uh, on the side, two lanes went uh, up a hill and twisted, and went down the hill. And man, these guys were racing. They they got sanctioned in 1951.
2: Oh man, they were racing. Lucky the 39 Fords were small back then.
1: Oh, and they had no. There was no such thing as safety safari. No, but, no. I mean, they no. Had that was novels. open.
2: That was called a closed or open casket
1: you got it, buddy. (laughs) And some of these cars, uh, well, a lot of these cars, you know, only had, well, for sure they only had drum brakes, and a good part of them only had rear drum brakes.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: And uh, so they got started. uh, uh, They got together with Shorty. They started racing. Two very famous people from Akron saw this big crowd one Sunday at the airport. They were in the surplus... Our war surplus business. They were buying airplane engines and so forth. They looked at this and they said, "Hey, we could do this." Uh-huh. Their names, by the way, were Walt and Art Arfons, the what? Green Monster guy.
2: Right? Okay. Th- they okay. Said,
1: they said, "Hey, we could do this."
2: All right.
1: So they went to their grit mill and put together something built on a truck frame dual axle, only rear rear, uh, rear drums. And the first time out, it failed miserably. I think it had a, a Buick engine in it. All right. They said, we can do better. Let's strap one of our Allison airplane engines on this truck frame. Okay. They painted it uh, uh, John Deere green because that's what they had on the farm. Took it back out to the airport soon after that. The announcer says, okay, our funds get that green monster up here. <laughs> hence the name green monster stuck
2: well how fast did it go
1: that that thing went over 100 mile an hour which and was a huge of fact, 1959 when the nhra uh uh, uh championships were in detroit it set the track record i think 240 mile an hour now but that that early invention only rear drum brakes no parachute
4: oh boy
1: <laughs> Those guys were nuts. You'll they burn
2: them. You'll burn the. You'll burn the uh, brake yeah. shoes right down to the. Oh, I bet they were glowing redder oh. than a fire poker.
1: Well, they they went up. They went down the track, up the hill, around the corner, down the road, into the main road <laughs> before they got stopped. And then lots of times in his career, he ended up in corn patches. So in wait, you
2: you kind of lose me though. So how did the airport key? They they were on the air. air the well, landing okay, strip. So let
1: me take it back. Uh, once. Once a month, they were able to go out on the runway and and race a a sanctioned NHRA. The rest of the time, they raced on the other four weeks or three weeks. They raced on this little road right next to the airport.
2: Okay. All right. When we we get back, hold that thought because I want to know if you know any inside stories. Because back then... I just remember, even back when I was a little guy in the '70s, if someone didn't like something, they said they didn't believe in it. And to get someone to change their old stubborn mind, let alone some airport owner, let you guys go out there and do huge monster burnouts, tear up the runway. I got to hear all this, but we got to take a break. When we come back, I'll have more with Randy, and uh, I can't wait to pick his brain. This time's flying, so you're tuned to Street Rod and Custom Radio with your host Dan Boots Net. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this.
0: touch this you can't touch this you
2: can't touch welcome this. back to street rod and custom radio i'm still with randy lipscomb and randy what is your title exactly we never did get to that
1: my my title is retired
2: retired but <laughs> how did you get wrapped up in all this
1: well i you know I, again i just i'm a car guy uh i i one one of our big legends, our heroes from our area that owned a speed shop, passed away. The family didn't do anything as special for him. But all of us car guys got together, part of his together, says, said, man, we need to recognize him. And some of the other long-overdue people like the Art Arfons that, that put Akron on the map. Now, this is long before LeBron James. You know what put Akron on the map? No, not Rex Humbard. Not Ernest Ainsley, the Arfons brothers put Akron on the map because they were battling Craig Breedlove from Southern California out on the Salt Flats trying to set that world speed record back in the '60s. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, both brothers at one point in time owned the world speed record racing jet cars. So anyway, so we, we thought, let's let's talk to somebody and see how about a road in our in our town named. Champions Raceway, something like that, to honor these guys. Went to a local councilman, and he goes, you know what? It's like a act of God to get a name, a road change to name. He said, it just doesn't happen, you know? You just can't do that. He says, I tell you what, though, you might want to contact either the the county or the state and see what they do on these historical sites. Mm -hmm. So I uh, got online. I went to the state of Ohio the Historical Society, got the application, jumped through a whole bunch of hoops, finally got approved. By the way, the first time in the state of Ohio a motorsport has been recognized as an historical site or an event. First time ever. Mm -hmm. We spent about $3,000 to get one of these big, beautiful, uh, brown, bronze, plaques made, honoring... Both of the Arfons brothers, this uh, Odie Smith that I had mentioned, and Akron Arlen Vanke, they're all on that that uh, marker, which we are going to dedicate on Father's Day.
2: Okay, they're awesome. Okay. So, so what, do you, what do you do? I mean, what, what takes place? I know you're going to honor it. I know you're going to – do you put something in the ground? Do you put up a monument?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big marker, a bronze, okay. bronze marker. It's oh. on a pedestal. It's going to be located right in front of the airport. The, uh, our Lieutenant Governor, Mary Taylor, is going to come in and make the dedication speech. Along with that, we're, we're inviting all of the old geezers. Nice. We're getting all those old geezers, a gathering of geezers, so to speak. Right. All of those old uh, racers from all over the area, anybody that knew the guys in the race, they're all invited to this event. Uh, we'll set those guys up front where it's nice and quiet in the shade. Mm-hmm. We'll have a huge car show out on the tarmac next to the airport with the DJ and the, and the food and the whole, you know, regular cruising their car mm-hmm. show type thing. So we're expecting, you know, Lord, give us the good weather we're expecting a huge crowd and we're going to honor these legends at least you know um and that's my reward is i get to be part of it right
2: that's awesome so so back to my question before break i said how hard was it to get these air because i imagine back in the 50s and 60s the airport owners didn't have all these rules like we do now because we try to govern stupidity but you guys had to really go to the owner of the airport and say hey can we drag race out on your track i mean you probably didn't have to have insurance and all that. I mean, how hard was it back then?
1: Back then, it was only because we had a local airport manager that was anxious to make money for the airport.
2: Okay, airport, that was shorty. Airport.
1: That's what made it happen for us in our area, at least. Right. Now, I contacted the uh, the air services uh, asking them knew and, know that this was, uh, event was coming up. Hey, could we do something? He goes flat, no. He just called me no. No, no we're not to the air, airport. I'd sneak
2: so, out there and do a big old burnout.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, you can't do anything on the airport. So <laughs> fortunately, there's a, a private owner that, that has purchased and renovated the terminal building here in Akron. Nice. I contacted him. I said, hey, how about if we use, Can will you help us out? He goes, yeah, sure. So the terminal building which is adjacent to the airport and he has access to part of the tarmac which is next to the airport so we're using that for the
2: car oh that's cool so okay let me ask you a personal question what was your favorite car back in the day that you owned what do you currently own and what is your dream classic car
1: oh, oh man that's a toughie that's like to ask, asking somebody what's your favorite rock and roll sock uh um, um, well i i i
2: mine's bad to the bone with a
1: 61 impala Uh small block bubble top i went went to a 62 impala white with a red
2: insert
1: Mm, beautiful car i still still have a you still have that car '64 gto that wouldn't get out of its own way
2: yeah let me stop you right there that's a fact gtos are probably the as much as i like them they're the most exaggerated car other than the hemi ever built (laughs) but anyway and
1: and that was what they called the first muscle car right a lot, of, a lot of controversy on that, by the way. And what
2: is your dream classic? Because we're up against a break. <sighs> um,
1: I'm going to go
2: 70 Cuda. 70 Cuda with a Hemi in it, right? Well, that's, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. You better mortgage everything you own. <laughs> I know. Then plus, plus yeah. 10, right? Well, yeah, hey, yeah. L- Randy, it's been wonderful. And for, Is there any information where people go online and look this show up?
1: I Actually, go to Facebook and go to, to Ackland Race. Legends Fund, Akron Lace Race Legends
2: Fund. All right, brother. Well, thanks. All right, Randy, you're a legend too. So I appreciate your time. And hey, uh, hey, boots. Yes, sir. I used to
1: have a dog named Boots. Nice. You have four, you have four white paws.
2: Yeah, I do have four white paws. Like, that's kind of kind of dago tan because I'm Italian. So. <laughs> I'm a big on from Eastern Ohio. What can I say over there? <laughs> all right, Randy, take care, brother. Okay, out, guys. Nice. All right, Street Rod and Custom Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this.
4: The fire.
2: Welcome back to Street Rod and Custom Radio, I'm your host Dan Boots Laundry, I got Jason Buckles, he hasn't been on for what, about a year now, huh Jason?
4: It's been about a year, yeah. Yeah,
2: Bolt. Now what is Bolt? Bolt is breakthrough one lock technology, and I'm here to tell you Ryan, you've seen how happy I am with my rig. I have a motorhome type E450 van front that's got a lot of doors on it, and I've got my receiver, I've got my race car, my 30 foot race car trailer enclosed, and I have his locks on everything. So that means we never lose keys. I never have. I don't have to get the little etching thing out anymore to mark the key on which thing it goes to. Now, unfortunately, I have about 80 keys I don't use, and I can't talk myself into throwing them away, which I should probably, <laughs> right? It's like someday I may need this key. But, uh, Jason, I, I thank you for the product. Um, I know you guys won so many awards from SEMA, so let's start off with that. Um, what's, your, what's your email real quick, and let's talk about SEMA, because while we're talking about this, I want people to jump online and look at your website as you and I are going back and forth.
5: Yeah, definitely. They can definitely check us out at www.boatlock.com. I mean, if they have any questions, they can of course reach out to me directly. Um, you can, if you email us at info at boltblock.com, okay. go straight to us. We'll be more than willing to help these any answer any questions anyone has.
2: More than call eight four four nine seven two seven five four seven. In case your pen broke, eight four four nine seven two seven five four seven. Is that your tech line?
5: Yep, they will get us right to customer service. Be able to help you answer any questions. Um, if you got questions on product applications, what trucks we work with or if you just have a question about just want to see how it works, you can go call us, go to the website. We have all the information right there, as well as go to see all the different stores we're available in as well.
2: Okay, so who in the world invented this, and why didn't someone invent it before you guys did?
5: <laughs> well, part of it is Bolt, is our, our parent company is StratTech. We make the locks and keys for GM, Ford, and Chrysler. So we actually made these originally for GM, Ford, and Chrysler. We're selling it to the big three and the eventually came up like, Hey, this is a great product. We need to integrate it into something that everyday people can have Use it with the padlocks, receiver locks, cable locks, all these different locks that makes it easier for everyone out there to be able to lock up their stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so I guess here's a glass half empty question. I hate to ask you this, but it seems like every new car I've bought recently doesn't even have a key. So how, what do you do in that case?
5: Every car still, even if they don't have a key, they all come with an emergency key. That's okay. the key we still work with because our locks are purely mechanical. Okay. There's no batteries required. So you go, you use that emergency key, and a lot of trucks, if nothing else, you can go get a, it's a, it's a cheap key made that works off that key, so you can have that one key in the lock, all your locks.
2: Right, and everybody has an old Ford, Chevy, or Mopar key laying around. Just grab that off the old, because like I just said in the opening of our, of our interview was, I have about thirty keys. I can never. Th- I got my mom's key to my her eighty one Grand keys. No kidding. Yeah. I still have it. I don't even know. What I, the car is probably already a toaster, and I still have this stupid key. I can't throw yeah. it away.
5: Yeah, you can use that key. Then it's. We oh, have one key for all your locks. And we work with GM, Ford, Chrysler, Toyota, and Nissan keys for about the last twenty years.
2: Now we were talking at SEMA, you and I, and we we mm-hmm. I, my question was. What other manufacturers? I mean, Kias are huge right now. Hyundai's are coming. I mean, we have all these new manufacturers popping up. What is on your radar when it comes to the next key you guys are going to take on?
5: Oh, we're always looking at different keys out there: Kia, Hyundai, Subarus. It's just a matter of we need to see what we can make work with what our locks.
2: Right. Always
4: looking at new applications, so.
2: Mm-hmm. And then, and then the other thing I was thinking: like, what if a guy has a zero turn? I think they all have keys now too. Can he do a zero turn key to work on his shed out back to work on the padlock?
5: It only works with the vehicle
2: key. Only vehicle key. So if he has a Ford pickup and a zero turn, if he was smart instead of going down to the local hardware store and buying a regular old, the one that starts with the M, the one I used to shoot back in the 70s, <laughs> but we'll <people laughs> just say that, and he could take his key and go ahead and buy your lock. And that way he'll probably has keys in his pocket. Anyway, he walks back to his shed, boom, pulls his Ford truck key out and locks his shed.
5: Exactly. Okay. Perfect for that. For gates as well.
2: Gates. Okay. What what other applications have people thrown by you?
5: Gates toolboxes. I got people who lock up fishing boats with the bolt locks. Okay. That way you have one key. You can walk down there. You're anytime you're going to be using a padlock, a cable lock, bikes locking up bikes. Okay. Perfect thing for that.
2: There's a good it's point. The key you
5: carry the most.
2: So you get out of your Chevy Impala, and then you have your bikes locked to the bike rack on the back you could oh didn't think about that it's just convenient i mean it's just one of those it's like a remote control i'm a little older than you i remember when i was little we didn't have remote controls only my rich friend did now we take them for granted so so i think probably with your system i don't i can't imagine in 10 years anyone having an old standard lock
5: no i mean it's so convenient you have one key for as many locks as you need to and it's the key you value the most your car key you're not going to lose it Mm -hmm. you're going to be holding on to that one tight, not looking through all these little tiny keys trying to figure out which one goes to
2: which lock. Right. Good point. Good point. And then, so what, what about bigger locks, like bigger applications? Or, I mean, you've got the, let's see, you've got a tongue lock, you have a trailer, Mm -hmm. a trailer, uh, I mean, a a receiver lock, a penny of locks. What other new locks are out that you guys are just came out with?
5: So some of our newer locks we got out. We have some stuff for some Jeep products. Jeeps are huge these days. People are buying the Wranglers left and right. So we have our JK hood lock. It's a perfect way to secure that underhood items on the Jeep JK Wranglers. Mm -hmm. Quick, easy installation goes right underneath the Jeep logo on the grill. Quick, easy install, and it works. Then it also locks your hood with your Jeep key.
4: And it
2: looks rugged. And And it looks cool.
5: Yeah. (laughs) it's easy and it's you don't notice it so people aren't going to be looking for where the lock is so they might try to get around it
2: talking with Jason buckles he is what is your title Jason
5: I'm the marketing analyst
2: mark the marketing manager or marketing man marketing man the marketing man so Jason buckles he is the marketing man at bolt which is breakthrough one lock technology boltlock.com 844972. Seven five four seven. It's eight four four nine seven two seven five four seven. We're going to take a break, and when we get back. I want to talk about that SEMA thing. I forgot all about it. I get on a roll because when I get excited about a product, everybody knows I get. I don't know what am I? What, what's ADD? What am I looking for here, Ryan? What, what?
4: Just all excited.
2: I'm pumped because I. Anytime I get a product that makes my life easier, because anyone knows you have a race car or a boat or anything that's a headache that we love to do anyway you need an easy lock system so you're tuned in at street rod and custom radio we'll be right back after this with your host dan boots launch welcome back to Street Rod and Custom Radio. I'm your host, Dan Boots Long and I almost said I'm Jason Buckles. Believe that cooler name than my easy to spell at least. So Jason Buckles, he is the marketing man of Bolt Breakthrough <laughs> One Lock Technology. Is that on your business card?
5: Oh yeah, it, it definitely is, is. <laughs> the
2: marketing man. So, any other colors? I mean, mine that you guys let me have a few years ago, which I've probably got a hundred thousand miles on the the tumblers herself. They're red and uh, red and black, correct? Yeah, red and black. Yep. So, is there any cool colors? Any chrome ones? Anything changing in that way?
5: Nothing yet, but we definitely we got some ideas out there. Maybe a little camel pack out there for some people Nice. If uh-huh. We'll have to see one of these days. Uh-huh. Never know what's coming around the corner.
2: So what about maintaining the locks? Is there anything someone should do? Should they take some WD-40 squirt in there? I mean, what should they do if you're in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York, and all the bad weather states?
5: only thing you need to do to maintain the locks is just like you maintain any of the locks on your car. Just make sure you wash them out. I mean, when you wash your car, just wash off the locks, same thing. They're pretty well lubed up, so you shouldn't have to worry about them at all. And Actually, WD-40 will actually make the locks work worse in the long run because it's going to just get all that grease you put in there out of the lock.
2: So we we joked about the one that got shot up back in the day that showed he's still locked. Are you guys every bit as durable as an average lock that you can buy off the shelf at a hardware store?
5: Oh, definitely. We've tested these locks to the same standards that all the other locks out there have. Uh-huh. and We come up with the higher standards across the board. Um, we do drop tests on them. We do freeze tests where we literally spray the locks with water and put them right into the freezer and see if it will still work. And these locks form just as well as any other lock out there.
2: I mean, like anything, you can take a cutting torch and cut them. But I mean, if a, if a bad guy's going to do that, you should have, if you, uh, let me rephrase this. If you're going to have a high-end car and your trailer, you should have alarm system and your locks on it. I mean, every, every deterrent's going to work.
5: Well, yeah, I mean, at any point, any lock is eventually going to fail. It's a matter of how long can you hold up and make it so that they don't want to spend the time to get into whatever you have.
2: So, Jason, let's talk about you for a second. Are you? Did, sure. you, did you come from the car world? Are you a car nut? Or what do you drive personally? What car was your favorite car when you were a kid? And what is your dream car?
5: Oh, I don't. My cars aren't that interesting. I haven't. Don't. Unfortunately, don't have a super fun car. But little. I have a little Impreza, so it gets me around.
2: Pretty That's a cool fast. car, though.
5: Yeah, you can get fill flips around a bit.
2: What's your dream um, car?
5: Oh, I actually, really, I want myself a nice Wrangler where I can soup up and go off roading okay. and just take it out there. All right. That's, That's what I really want.
2: Well, perfect. So we were talking about SEMA earlier. When you were at SEMA, what awards did you guys get from the SEMA folks?
5: Well, this past year at SEMA, we won the best new product uh, okay. with our Jeep J mount. It's a high lift jack mount that goes right on this side of a Jeep, so it makes it. Super easy to get your high lift on and off without having to worry about scratching up your Jeep or going over your head and lifting it high. So that mm-hmm. one took with some again. That best new product was definitely a big highlight of us at SEMA this past year.
2: Were you guys pumped like winning a Super Bowl? In it?
5: Oh
4: yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> so see, what's the craziest question you got at SEMA? Because I've a uh, even when I do SEMA, just as a radio guy, I get some crazy questions. What do people say to you that you go, "What?"
5: I think the craziest question I have is is. People are asked, well, what happens if I lose my car key?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, then your lock's not going to work. <laughs> the lock's not going to work, but here's your car. <laughs> well, I think people, you know where that probably comes from? Because there are people that call and say, well, don't you, if I give you the number off my lock and I just call and you send me a key? Well, then every criminal would do that. Exactly. Because even nowadays, I don't know how you say you're based out of Milwaukee. I don't mm-hmm. know how it is there, but in the state of Ohio where my home base is, to get a key cut at a car dealership, you have to proof ownership of that particular VIN number.
5: Yes, Well, as far as I know, you have to basically take the car in, and they'll right there, that's the proof that you own the car. So you have to really know that you own that vehicle. And
2: that's it's a good news. Take. I mean, we think of, what is it, Gone in 60 Seconds, how they go down to the Mercedes stores and have keys so-called made, and then come back and steal the... You know, the, the AMGs or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> so so w- when you go to SEMA, do people come up with you I- with ideas and make you go, wow, I never thought about that?
5: Oh, all the time. We get ideas from all, all the sorts of people. We get consumers email us. And if anybody out there has any ideas, feel free to email us
2: uh-huh. uh,
5: at info at boatlock.com. And we'd be more than willing to see maybe you have the next great idea for our next best product.
2: Now, I'd like to give you an idea. I have sure. on my side door of my race car trailer – what I did is went and got the circular locks yep. that that have the, where they, but do you have the circular type locks yet?
5: We don't have any like those no circular type locks yet, but you never know what might
2: be. Coming. Okay. And then a big bar of, of some sort of steel that's hard to cut through. Cause what I did is I just went to the, the one, the hardware store got a one inch by one inch piece of raw steel and I mm-hmm. welded the circular thing. But the good thing for me is where the lock, where the, the holes come together. I was able to throw um, the bolt lock up in there. I didn't use the yeah. circular ones. But but it, it. I would like to see something where you guys have a long lock bar where you can lock across a door that's not so secure.
5: Yeah, definitely something for us to think about. And we're always looking for new ideas, right. and maybe we'll come up with that
2: next. All right. So one more time, we'll hit the website. It's boltlock.com, B-O-L-T L-O-C-K- dot com Mm -hmm. and it's eight four four nine seven two seven five four seven and jason buckles the what what the man we'll say the man the media (laughs) man's is a little much but anyway so how many years you've been with him jason
5: been coming out four years now
2: four years so you want to retire there
5: you never know it's a great company (laughs) great people to work with and come on i get to go see all these great cars i see them every year oh yeah
2: where do they put you up at
5: We uh last year we actually
2: we stayed at the Trump last year. The Trump, that's a nice place. Yeah,
5: definitely really nice.
2: I don't think I'm gonna walk in there. I'm just teasing. (laughs) No, actually like Trump. I don't. He's so on PC. It's scary, but I like him. But but he probably needs some. You should call him up and say you need some locks. They're (laughs) probably yeah, boy, that guy. But anyway, but so so Seaman next year. How do you top last year?
5: That's always the big question. Yeah. So we'll have to go through. We'll get some great vehicles out there and we'll hopefully have some great new products
2: with people. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time and what a wonderful idea. Made my life a lot easier in the last two years. And Jason, uh, we'll get you back on soon and you have a wonderful evening. You too. Take care. That was Jason Buckles. He is the media man at Bolt. You're tuned into Street Rod and Custom Radio. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> Welcome back, to Street Rod and Custom Radio. Good interviews there, Ryan.
3: Very good. I uh, love hearing those old stories about the I old know. days and what they used to do. And-
2: I want a time machine, but they say if we go back, we would die in a week because our uh, immune system couldn't handle the water. What
3: would drink. you do without your iPhone?
2: I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, Facebook and all the other garbage and facey spacey you sites don't have and all to that. Look at it. I can't help it. First thing I look at every well no I take it back. First thing I look at every morning is my security cameras on my race car and stuff. Make sure they're all True good. True car guy. And then I go and open my Facebook, I update my all my websites. Then I go, you know, get this magical look in the shower of beauty.
3: I can just imagine, though. (laughs) joking. I just imagine that's what those guys did on Friday nights, you know. They all gathered at 6 o'clock at the race at the airport, and they just had a night.
2: You know, I don't see – I don't remember people dying all these rare diseases back then. Everybody wasn't allergic to something. Everybody – you had three channels. Family went on trips together. We, We didn't have any computers in the cars whatsoever. The air barely worked.
3: You know, it's funny. It was just you, a different time. Yeah, you uh, take things for granted and once you do something like that, like I remember one of the radio stations I work for, um, we would always uh back in the day we would go out to national trail, a local track here in town right. for the Friday night street fights. And we would sit there and watch cars race all night, and it's not something that I would ever do if it was my choice, but it was a fun time just being right. out there on a Friday hanging Wholesome. out. Yeah, it was
2: awesome. So you had you were on me about a question earlier.
3: Well, I got here at the studio today, and as I walk up in the door, now I had already seen it, but I'd seen it again. Uh oh! There's a nice 5.0 orange Mustang oh. downstairs by the door that you've been driving and testing out. I want to hear about this thing, because it's a bad looking car. Oh, that
2: car. I was driving? I know. I'm, I'm That's here a
3: bad looking car.
2: I'm here to tell you if you're uh, this is off the record, my personal opinion, I'm Ford does not sponsor me. I've drove the new Corvette. I've drove a new Ford. I've drove the new NSX. I've drove all these high end cars, but bang for your buck, that new Mustang is unbelievable. It's comfortable. It handles. It's a six speed. I think it's only in the forty some thousand dollar range, and it's fast. The paint's remarkable. It's got Recaro seats in it. I'm here to tell you, shop. I know Corvettes are cool. And I knew some of the new Mopars are cool. But I'm here to tell you, that new Mustang is awesome. It's got black wheels. It's it's a
3: bad boy.
2: It just is. And, and I, I wish I could let you drive it. But Ford sends these to me, and then I give them my opinion on it. But I always try to get some glass half empty.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: The only thing I can say is the seats are a little tight, but that's because I'm fat. Mm-hmm. If I weighed an average American guy's size or gal size, the car would have been perfect.
3: Well, I tell you, the only thing I see wrong with the car, and it's not a huge thing because it's not a bad-looking car. I don't know if I'd get one in orange, but that thing is, I mean, the interior of that car, you mentioned the seats. Funny you say that because
2: I think a car like that, a Corvette, a Camaro, a Mustang, a new Challenger, I think the crazy color is the way to go because that's not a car I'm going to buy and just cruise around. And that's a car I'm going to cover in a garage. It's going to be like next to the 57. And the the raw performance of 300 plus horsepower and all the other, I mean backup cameras and you would think the car would be more like seventy thousand dollars but it's super affordable forty
3: two the sticker on it yeah that That one you're driving forty two
2: where'd you see that at in the car okay it
3: was in the back seat
2: was the car unlocked.
3: No, no, this was when I saw it last week oh, with uh okay. you and our, you and our buddy Dano. But. Oh, that's
2: right. But I'm telling I'm telling you it, it's nothing wrong with the Corvette, but the Corvette's probably 30 more thousand and you don't have that much more and you you have two less seats and I bet the insurance is higher. But I had the car, I'll tell you to be honest, Ford's Ford's going a copy of this probably, but the problem I had was going 80 in it because you don't know it. It's it happens, that smooth. It, it's that smooth. The car, the exhaust, it, there's a way they're cutting the crank or the cam or something on this car. It makes it sound like a Ferrari. Ferrari. I'm telling you, it sounds, people at home laughing at me, but I'm telling you, you get behind that car. So and when you're going 80, it's
3: like you're cruising down the road 60 it's like miles It's like being in one now, of my Mercedes. I mean, I,
2: I have some high-end Mercedes because I'm a car nut and a lot of show-off. I just like high-end cars. And it, it would probably outrun my CLS AMG. It would be head-to-head, but I'm not going to go drag racing Ford's new car illegally, but... Here to tell you, the car on scale to one to ten, it's a twelve. Remember when Bo Derek was a ten? Mm-hmm. This car is the Bo Derrick of cars. It's that nice.
3: Well, I'll tell you, it looks that nice. I I could imagine that, you know, black it, matte finish. I would be in heaven. That'd the, be like a dream car. Right the shifter
2: there. is even. Who I just and even everything
3: in, in there. Looks like, yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. It looks like a race car or a cockpit or something. Yeah,
2: the car is very nice. It would be a great third car for you and the the family to go out and enjoy yourself getting somebody Something
3: cream. to go out to a racetrack on a Friday yeah, night. Yeah, I bet the a, airport. car. <laughs> I don't know what
2: the car runs in a quarter mile, but I guarantee it's 14 something or high 13s. The car will flat get it. So, anyway. Well,
3: it's a good looking car.
2: It is a good looking car. They're going to send me a truck next month, so we'll review that too. But if you get a chance, go out to a Ford dealership and drive a new Mustang because it is off the hook. We'll be back next week, same time, same channels, and all that fun stuff with Ryan Baker in the Bowl, and a Fishbowl, your host, Dan Boots Lunch. Matt, you've been tuned in to Street Rod and Custom Radio. Talk to you next week.
0: Where does the love for a car come from? If the car is a Subaru Legacy, the answer would be the symmetrical all wheel drive. Power goes to all four wheels all the time for optimum grip. The Subaru Boxer engine's lower center of gravity makes the Subaru Legacy more responsive around corners and gets better fuel economy than front-wheel drive competitors. What you have then is a mid midsize sedan with grip, handling, and enviable fuel economy. It's no wonder it turns people into people who love cars. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru.